Well, hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And in this little mini episode, we are just going to talk about 2020 and if there's anything we can actually take from this very difficult year. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Well, hey, I hope you're all doing well right now. As I'm recording this, it is getting towards the end of December. It's not, we've, we've got a little over a week till Christmas. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to... Uh, do a little wrap up of the year episode, you know, it's going to be a little mini episode as I call them, although I'm certainly not the first person to call it that. Others in this podcast space have certainly called it that. A mini-sode is like a short episode in between other episodes. So this podcast is not on a particular theme, you know how I do the little mini-series. This is just like talking a little bit about 2020, wrapping up the year, because, you know, this time of year I usually do do a year in review type episode for (laughs) y'all. Although last year I never did, to be honest. Um, But uh, I did do a couple episodes at the very beginning of 2020, talking about like predictions for health and wellness, as well as predictions for business. Now, those I don't even dare look back on because God only knows, probably none of it came true. I'm sure it'd be hilarious to hear. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of A lot has changed this year, as you all know. Um, And, you know, I bet you're all in the same boat, or at least a lot of you are. You know, if you made any predictions or set intentions or had big goals for 2020, probably a lot of that didn't work out because the year threw us all a very big curveball. So let's talk about that curveball today, okay? Are there things we can learn from how this year went? Can 2020 actually have some positivity come out of it? So let's talk about my personal situation first. This is how 2020 started for me. I was looking for work in fundraising. I had set up sponsorships for this podcast and I was planning some online course content for my business. I was going to maybe launch a course or two um, that people could purchase. So basically some big changes for me. I was hoping to work maybe 50% of the time in like nonprofit fundraising, that sort of charitable work. And 50% of the time on digital products or this podcast in general. Um, those were my plans. You know, I was thinking of dropping my web design work completely or at least teaching it in a different way. Maybe, you know, sort of group coaching, that kind of thing. Because it's really not an easy thing to do part time. Now, a sort of little little side note here, for those of you who are interested in working with me on web design or you have in the recent past, please don't misunderstand me. I like working with health and wellness people to help them grow their business with a website. I, I really, I wouldn't do it otherwise, right? But the thing is, for several years now, I've really had this passion for helping charities and nonprofits uh, do their work, their very important work to help people. And I wanted a bit of a change. So that's why I was moving in that direction. And web design for me is not something I can really do part time. It just takes up a lot of my time when I'm working on client projects. It's very all consuming when I get into the design phase. And it's difficult for me to do that as a part time job. I tried it and it just didn't work well. So 
that's just a little aside, you know, uh, please don't misunderstand and think I don't like doing web design. I do. So, of course, that kind of tells you the story. You know, I, I am still doing web design. The plans that I just mentioned, you know, working half time and in nonprofit and half time for myself, that didn't happen. <laughs> this year happened instead. Um, instead of those plans, I've taken on more web design client work actually this year, which has been great. It's been fulfilling. My sponsorships are completely on the back burner because nobody has budget right now. Digital products are on the back burner right now. And although I did uh, write that ebook that some of you purchased, thank you very much for your support. And fundraising is on the back burner as well. And it's not that I don't uh, still care about those issues, but it's because my husband and I have decided we want to move out of the big city that we currently live in, move somewhere where we can have more space. He can work from home more freely. I can work from home more easily with him home at the same time. We live in a very small townhouse right now, and it will we will be able to afford much more space if we simply move out of the city. So that's what we've decided to do. But because of that, I can't go getting a job with a nonprofit in Toronto because the vast majority of them, while they might have a work from home protocol right now, they've made it very clear that they don't intend to have it that way forever. They expect everybody back at the office sometime in 2021. That's not going to work for me if I'm living outside the city. So yeah, that's what's that's what's happening in my life, really. Uh, all the plans I had for 2020, they went by the wayside. And you know what? Um, that's not been easy. Um, but I've uh, kind of made changes in order to make it work for me. This is 100% not where I saw myself. You know, I saw, I saw, I, I'm sure you all feel the same way. I'm at a loss for words. You can hear me kind of babbling here a little bit. Like I'm just, I'm at a loss for words. Because like, if you think about what we thought we were going to have uh, by the end of this year and what's actually happened, it's just, it's a bit, a uh, bit mind boggling for a lot of us, myself included. Now, I need to mention that I am very fortunate. I was able to maintain some sense of income, even if it wasn't what I was planning. I'm very grateful to everyone who supported me buying my book, hiring me as a web designer, getting in touch, even if you didn't decide to hire me or we weren't right to work for get together. Those who listen to my podcast, you, all of you, I really appreciate you. Um, I really appreciate those of you who've shared it with your friends and other people in the industry. I appreciate those of you who follow me on Instagram. Anyone who uh, follows my work, supports my work, I very much appreciate you. Thank you. So on that note, let's talk about you all. What's been happening in 2020 for all of you? A lot of what I've said, even though it probably isn't exactly the same, it probably echoes somewhat what happened to you all. You know, shutdowns and restrictions and other measures taken to combat the pandemic have meant we've all needed to change how we do business and how we live our lives. And this is true whether you work in health and wellness or you don't. Now, I realize the vast majority of you listening do work in health and wellness, but even those of you, you know, if you have friends, family, partners, whoever, who don't work in health and wellness, you've, they've experienced these things too. Shutdowns, restrictions, having to work from home, losing their job, having their hours cut, whatever, you know. But those of you in health and wellness, you've done some major shifts, which is very different from how we would normally operate a health and wellness business. A lot of you have shifted to working online, whether it's doing consultations, building online courses, doing Zoom classes, those kinds of things. 
Or others of you have started making products instead of selling services in order to have something tangible for sale. And that felt more comfortable to you in terms of making sure that you have an income. Now, still others I know have decided to put their previous business on pause to wait things out and see when or possibly if it is reasonable to go back to that old career, that old business. Um, Like, for example, I've seen a lot of massage therapists and similar professionals mention that they put their registration, you know, because a lot of you have to be registered with a regulatory body. And if it's not a regulatory body, it's an association. But a lot of you have put it on pause for 2021 to see what happens. Or even you put it on pause earlier this year already. Because either you don't feel comfortable working, which I completely understand, you're in close quarters with really close to somebody for 30 to 60 minutes. I get it. That that can feel very scary, especially if you have immunocompromised people in your life or you are immunocompromised. Um, so either you don't feel comfortable working, which I understand, or you just can't make it work with all the new rules and like make ends meet, pay all the bills. Because major expenses that come with buying so much PPE, doing extra laundry, having to do a bunch of COVID screenings, all those things. For some of you, I know that was just, it was just too much. You you couldn't make it work. So you've decided to put that on pause and you're going to see how the future whole, uh, unfolds. And for now, you're doing something totally different to earn an income. So I'll also say it's not been easy. That's for dang sure. But I think we can take two lessons from this year away in terms of learning how to sort of grow as a business person, how to uh, how to make this year teach us something, even though it was so hard and so frustrating. And frankly, sometimes you just want to sit and cry about it. And I, I don't blame you. I feel the exact same way. So let's talk about those lessons. Um, the first thing is that it's really important to be willing to embrace change. That's probably not rocket science to you, especially with what's happened this year. But it's actually one of the things that tends to set apart successful business owners from the people who unfortunately don't find much success. Now, I want to be crystal clear here, and I hope this gets across. None of us could have predicted what happened this past year, or at least almost none of us. Maybe a few of you out there were like, well, no, I saw what was going on in China. I knew this was going to happen. Great. Um, But the vast, vast majority of us did not know it was going to be like this. I worked during the SARS pandemic, by the way, in medicine. I was a frontline medical worker. (laughs) I was a medical receptionist and assistant during SARS. Okay, I did not think this pandemic was going to be nearly as bad as it was because I thought that we had made major changes. But anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole or this could be a three hour episode. But I did not think it was going to be as bad as it was. And I think the vast majority of us, even if we know a lot about, you know, I mean, I, I don't claim to know a lot about pandemics in general, but I've worked through one. So I at least have that experience. And I did not think it was going to be as bad as it was. So all to say, I am not suggesting we just be, you know, happy and be like, oh, well, my previous business is now in the crapper. La la la, sprinkles and rainbows. It's all going to be great. I'll just pivot and it's going to be fine. Like, you know, when I'm making that voice, it's not the reality of life. That is not real. We are not about pretending on this podcast, okay? I know this has been a hard year, so I'm not suggesting that, you know, learning to embrace change is easy or fun, 
But what I am saying is that being able to do that is really important for the operation of your business, for the longevity of your business, even though it is hard. Being able to go, okay, life has dealt me some really bad cards. Maybe that, you know, in this case, it's dealt a heck of a lot of people some really bad cards. What do I do to make this work? Outside of a pandemic, lots of things can happen, right? Maybe suddenly the building you're working out of is being sold to new developers and you're going to have to move out. Maybe you find out from your landlord or clinic owner that the, you know, your rent is suddenly going to go way higher than you can afford and suddenly you need to find somewhere else to work. Maybe you need to move cities and start completely over because something has changed. Your partner has a new job or whatever. Maybe one of your kids gets sick or needs extra help for other reasons and you can't work the hours you're used to. It's just not going to work for your family. So you need to take on some other work or change things up in order to make ends meet. You know, life tosses curveballs at us all the time. It's not just pandemics or like major world events. So being able and willing to change, pivot and find new ways to do things is extremely important as a business owner in general. It is hard, but it is important to be able to do it. And yes, sometimes the answer is doing something else for a little while until you figure things out. That is 100% okay. That is another way to embrace change. It doesn't have to be hanging on for dear life to the way your business used to be. In fact, that's not what you should do. You need to do whatever works for you. If you need to put your clinical practice or studio work, you know, your teaching, whatever it is you do on hold for a while and get a job somewhere else to pay the bills until like you see what's going to happen. That is totally fine. You do that. You do you. That is awesome. That is valid. And do not let someone tell you that that is not a valid, that you're giving up on your business or something. Do what you need to do. (laughs) The important takeaway is this, being able and willing to look at the situation, take the time to get upset, angry, process it, whatever you need to do in order to sort of, you know, emotionally feel what you need to feel, be real with yourself, and then go, okay, what do I do next? What changes do I need to make for this to work for me and my family and my life? That's how we embrace change in an honest and authentic way. It can be messy. It can be hard. But we work through it and that is okay. And then the second lesson I think we can take away from this very difficult year is the importance of building your business skills and assets. I put that in finger quotes. I know you can't see them. Beyond the basics. Now, what do I mean by this exactly? Well, let me use massage therapy as my example, as I often do. Massage therapists, well, you have massaging skills. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? There's a lot more to it than that, but everything that goes into seeing a client or treatment falls into that category. Like your intake skills, your assessment skills, your treatment skills, your techniques, your charting, like all the things that go into direct client care, okay, or direct patient care if you prefer that term. That's all super important stuff and fundamental to being a massage therapist is all the stuff you learn in school, whatever type of schooling you do. But, and if you've listened to this podcast before, you know what I'm going to say. There's so much more to running a business than just your hands-on skills, your treatment skills. That's why I named this podcast Life Beyond the Massage Table. There's more to having a health and wellness business, a massage therapy business, any health and wellness business than just your treatment skills or just your like client, direct client care skills. There's learning technology from online booking software to email programs to updating your own website. There's marketing skills like using social media or doing email newsletters or many other things that you could be doing for marketing. 
There's learning to negotiate better rent or new terms with vendors you might rent or lease things from. There's time management skills, something we often overlook but is so important, right? We try to pack a lot into our days and also see clients in between all that. And there's clear communication skills. That's an art form. It's not something that comes naturally to a lot of people. But it benefits you with your clients and your fellow practitioners, anyone you're referring to, dealing with vendors, anything you need to communicate in general, having good communication skills is key. And there's more than that, but that's just a quick overview of the business skills we all need to work on. They're things that help us move forward when things get tough, like it has been this past year. Being able to tell your clients, you know, what's going on with uh, regulations, what's going on with lockdown, what's going on with closures, you know, when you're going to be able to reopen in a like succinct and polite and informative way, right? Making sure people are aware what new protocols are in place. Are they going to have to do a COVID screening or not? Or when does that happen? What are the what happens if they don't do it? You know. Or allowing you to work virtually with Zoom or another like telehealth uh, platform if that's what you've decided to do. Or getting creative and building an online course. There's a whole bunch of technical and communication skills you need for working on that. Unless you can afford to hire somebody to do all that. And in the vast, vast majority of you, I know you can't. Because, hello, (laughs) 2020 meant a lot of us lost a lot of our income. So, Yeah, you know, there's a lot of skills that you'll need if you want to do something like that. Now, let me be clear here again. I am not saying this is easy or that, oh, well, you could have done this before the pandemic hit, you know. That is not what I'm saying here. Not at all. Hindsight is always 2020. Ha ha. It's a bad joke, isn't it? But let this be a little nudge for you all. There are two things that we can learn from this year to help us make our businesses better for any year, the future, period, no matter what happens in life, pandemics or otherwise. And that is learning to embrace change and developing business skills beyond your like hands-on clinical client care fitness teaching skills that you use day to day with your clients. Those are two huge things that will help you move your business forward no matter what shape it takes in the future. And finally, I touched on this earlier, but I really think it's important for me to say this. I've seen a lot of influencers post on Instagram and elsewhere that we should all be grateful for 2020 for teaching us and helping us grow and all that kind of stuff. 2020 has been great for personal growth or whatever they've posted. And maybe some of the things I've said earlier in this podcast made you think I was trying to say that. Um... Now, let me be clear. It's okay to be grateful if you learned things this year. (laughs) Gratitude is helpful. Gratitude is great. I'm not knocking it. Gratitude can help transform some frustrations and anger and, you know, hard feelings about things into something more positive. It's definitely helpful. It's definitely a good thing to have. However, only focusing on the positive things is so dishonest. and ignores the reality of what we have all faced this past year, right? You know that voice I made earlier, kind of making fun of the like, oh, it's all going to be rainbows and fun. That's the thing, right? Life is not all rainbows and fun, and we can't pretend it is, and we shouldn't pretend that it is. Because a lot of crap has happened this past year. People have lost their businesses. People have lost their income, whether partially or fully. People have lost their homes, their friendships, their relationships. People have become sick. People have died. 
People have long-term illnesses now because of COVID-19 or they're not able to access medicine right now, whether it's like uh, medical care or whether it's like like physical, like antibiotics or other types of medicine you might need to take because of everything going on in the pandemic. And then, you know, they can't get to their medical practitioners. So many negative things have happened this year. Focusing only on the positives, ignoring the big picture, including the shitty stuff is toxic positivity. And that is never okay. That's not what I meant with anything I've said today. I hope that was clear. No, from my heart, that is not what I meant. I simply am saying that we can learn from this year even though it was a hard year. I'd like to encourage you all to have a really honest, balanced look at the year. Um, I'll leave you off with a nice quote. Um, the other day I was uh, flipping through uh, social media and I found this retweet from somebody um, and it's from, it was from Julia Rock. Um, she's at the Julia Rock on Twitter. Um, she's a career coach and she's pretty amazing, by the way. I've now looked into her content, but um, this is what she said. Word for, so I'm just going to read her tweet. So there will be a lot of posts soon with people sharing how much they achieved in 2020 in the midst of a global pandemic, etc., but in case someone needs to hear this, I'm here to tell you that just making it to December 2020 is an achievement. That alone will be something to celebrate. So, yeah, it, take that to heart, everyone. And if you see someone posting on social media about how grateful they are for the pandemic, feel free to swipe on by because nobody needs that, like, toxic positivity energy. Try to be honest about these things. So, yeah, I hope this little mini episode was helpful to you in some way. You know, a, a nice little wrap up for 2020, things we can think about going into 2021. Hopefully we'll have a little bit better year next year. Cross fingers to us all. Hopefully we'll be back being able to travel a little bit and see family and friends and all those kinds of things. But, um, yeah, um, while I got you here still, if you're still listening, uh, thank you again for your support this year, for listening to the podcast, sharing episodes with other people. Some of you have hired me as a web designer. I appreciate that. Bought my book, all those different things I listed earlier. I, uh, I greatly, greatly appreciate you all. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I'll be back with new episodes in 2021. Until then, take care and uh, Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Happy holidays if you celebrate something else this time of year. And uh have a, have a safe and uh, happy new year as well. I'll see you next year. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there, as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as, you know, what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up 
Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day and here's to building a sustainable small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.